This is the Daniel Alonzo Wealth on the Beach podcast. I'm a 20-year entrepreneur, investor, and business coach. I've spoken in front of over 300,000 people and been featured in Success Magazine. I became a millionaire at 24. I saved a million dollars in cash by age 28. And I am going to personally help you get totally, absolutely financially independent by creating massive, passive income. Join me now. So it's episode number 19. What's up, uh, Wealth on the Beachers? Thank you for being with us today. This is the Wealth on the Beach podcast. I'm Daniel Alonzo, and I am your host. I am with one of the most incredible builders in our business that I've ever seen in my 20 plus years being a part of the company. Um, he has built one of the fastest growing financial services businesses in all of Florida. And uh, this guy is a, is a true champion. His name is Miguel Illich, and uh, he is a regional vice president with uh, Primerica Financial Services. I heard him say, success is predictable. Your daily habits determine your results. You can change them for the better one at a time. So, Miguel, thank you for coming on today. What did you mean by that? What does that mean to you? Thank you, Danny. First of all, thank you for inviting me to your to your program, to your show. It's, a, it's an honor that such a person that I, I used to watch when I joined the business that's now <laughs> interviewing me. I was like, uh, I really don't believe it. So what I meant by that is, uh, you know, I was at the airport when I wrote that. I was sitting at the airport. I'm sitting at, a, at a, the VIP lounge where it costs you money to get in. I'm sitting having a glass of wine and thinking, how was my life five years ago? But five years ago, I didn't have, even have money to pay for the lounge. <laughs> I didn't have money to go inside of that place. And, and what had changed over the last five years in my life, for me, is like a movie where you see, you know that movies are very short, like an hour and a half, and you see the guy that goes from very, very, very poor to very rich. I wasn't that poor. I'm not that rich, but still the gap is huge. Is huge, and what changed was everything that I was doing every day. So um, I used to think that you that when you went from first, for example, first I didn't believe that people go could go from being an average and ordinary person to being somebody big like that. I thought it was like from probably from their parents or probably they invested, they pay somebody, so they put a lot of billboards around and people started knowing them. I didn't really know that by work, you could get those results. So, so by, but, by, by actually leading the charge, man, going for something great in your life, you were able to dramatically change your life. So let, let's talk about where you came from, man. Tell us a little bit about your history. Where were you born? And, and you know, wh what was your journey? Tell us about it. Look, I'm from Colombia. Colombia, I'm from the North Coast. It's a place on the beach, beautiful place. And I'm 36 years old. I arrived in the United States uh, 11 years ago. When I arrived, I came here. My first job was as a valet parking. At the same time, I was working as a delivery guy for a liquor store. So I was working 12-hour shifts 
between the valet parking and the liquor store. I remember one day I got, I fell asleep at a, at a toll and I hit another car. They, they, they stopped me what was going on. I said, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm just tired. There's nothing wrong going on. So that was my life back then. I started working here. Um, my family was living here already. So they convinced me into staying here in the United States. And my sister and my brother-in-law, they had an office for financial services. Like basically they didn't offer any services. They were just trading their own money. Oh, gotcha. Okay. They were stock brokers in Colombia. And, and so what were your parents doing at the time? I mean, they were here already. So you, you hadn't seen them for a while then, right? I mean, so was it a while that you didn't, how, how long was it that you didn't see your parents? Well, I always had a visa. So I always was traveling. I came okay. here by, um, by just taking two weeks vacation and they convinced me to stay. My dad was about to move to the United States for uh, political reasons. Like, um, this in Colombia, you know, it's a conflict always going on. <laughs> so I moved here. They convinced me to stay and I started working as a valet and as a liquor store. But at the same time, I wanted to learn what they were doing as stockbrokers, basically with their own money. Gotcha. Gotcha. My dad just stayed here. He wasn't really working on anything. He wanted to have a life in the United States, which he did. My mom, she never moved here. They were, they were divorced. So she used to come every six months, coming and going, coming and going. And I had any kind of job that you could, you could imagine. I work at a, as a valet, as a liquor store delivery. I work mm, in a restaurant as a cashier. I, one day I remember moving I was doing movings from one place to another, working for a little money. So, so what was it like growing up, though, Miguel? I mean, was it was it hard? I mean, did you guys have money? Did you come from no money? Did, what, what was that like growing up well, when you were a small child? In Colombia, we had a good position. My family, had a, we were okay. When my sister moved here, she moved here because of uh, security reasons. And she was the wealthy one in the family. Okay. She was a top broker. So I always knew about the financial industry because of her. They moved here. They had the money. They came here with jets and Ferraris and everything. I didn't have that. I was the, the, the broke brother. <laughs> so, so I came so would here. You, so would you say that, that your sister was kind of like one of your first mentors? Did, was she one of the first? Or, or who, who was your first mentor? You know what? In Colombia, there is a lot of uh, illegal stuff going on especially where I'm from. My family wasn't like that. We, my, my dad was, is an engineer. He always worked like that. And my sister was working as a stockbroker. That was the first time that I saw like legal money being made. So she opened my eyes and was like, you can do something legal and be successful in life. That's what I was like following her and following her husband. He was a, a famous stockbroker in Colombia, and he used to teach me that you can make money like that. So when I came to America and I saw people making $100,000, $200,000 a month, I believed it because I saw it before. In Colombia, I was just a regular guy. I, I didn't finish um, college. I didn't finish. I did like six, three years of college. I didn't finish it because I came here. I remember what people used to tell you that if you don't, if you don't get a college degree, you're never going to accomplish anything in your life. My mom used to tell me that's not true. She told me that's not true. You can do whatever you want. If you really work hard at it. 
So while I was here, I was still thinking that I had to get a college degree here in the United States. So I was looking for it. I was looking to get one. And I kept working on whatever the opportunity I had. So one day, um, when the financial crisis hit, the office that my sister and my brother-in-law had, they closed down the office. They lost a lot of money. And I didn't have a job because I was working for them back then. So I had to start working at a restaurant as a cashier. For me, that wasn't in my mind. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a valet parking. I'm going to be a delivery. But it's for a while, just for the beginning. I didn't thought I was going to be doing that on my fifth year in the United States. So it's my fifth year in the United States. I'm a cashier at a restaurant. And I'm working there and thinking, this is not who I am. This is not what I'm supposed to be. And I remember the guys at the restaurant when I used to arrive, the cooks, they used to say, here comes the rich. <laughs> here comes the rich guy. <laughs> because I used to tell them, I'm going to go out. I'm going to do something with my life. I promise you, I'm going to do something with my life. And it kept bothering me. So one day my brother-in-law offered me a job in Panama. So I moved to Panama, managing his fund, just his money, like for five months. When I came to the United States again for a visit, uh, I got stopped at the airport and they say, you don't need a residence anymore. You don't live here. So I was like, no, no, I live here. I said, no, you don't. So I got scared that time. I said, I'm going back to Panama. I'm going to lose my, my residence in the United States. So I stay here at the restaurant again with nothing, no car. I got $3,000 my name. About, about this time, how old were you? That was five years ago, okay. five years ago. I was six years ago. I was 30 years old. So I'm thinking I'm 30 years old. I'm sleeping on my sister's couch. I got $3,000 to my name total and I have no job. So I started working at the restaurant again. I bought an old Grand Cherokee that was used to drive back and forth to my sisters. And then I moved into a, I was renting a room in a house near the restaurant. But I kept work, waking up every day and thinking, I don't believe that God brought me to this world to wake up every day, go sell burritos, smell like burrito, go back home again, take a shower, go to sleep, and wake up again to the next day, do the same thing. So I was like, I refuse to believe so, so that. So was that, was that kind of like a defining moment for you? I mean, when you, when, when you were at your sister's house sleeping, I think it was like a bunk bed or something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bunk bed, right? So you're sleeping on the bunk bed and her son was sleeping on the bottom or did you get yeah. the bottom or the top? Which no, I got the top that was smaller. <laughs> okay. All right. It was smaller than the one in the yeah. bed. Yeah. So so but was that kind of a defining moment? You know, you're thirty years old or you're, you know, in your late thirty, you know, twenties and you're going, I'm sleeping on my sister's couch, I gotta do something different. I mean, is that kind of what happened? And you so know, I, I was so go ahead. I was there, I was there and I was thinking if I don't do something now, I'm not going to do it because you're thinking I'm already 30 years old. I'm not getting any younger. I'm not going to the places I'm, I want to go. I got to do something right now. And I had a girlfriend that back then and that girlfriend, she, her family is wealthy. And she told me, I can't continue going out with you. I said, what do you mean? Yeah, we have to break up because you're a waiter. And my family is not going to allow me to be dating a waiter. So I was like, what? Never in my life that happened to me. And I decided that it was never going to happen again. So I started looking for ways to do something. I got my real estate license, which I sold a couple of properties. 
But always, Primerica was there. You know, I joined Primerica just for the licenses. I just wanted to get licensed and go work for Merrill Lynch. So I got the licenses and always was here in my mind, like thinking, I remember this guy, William Naranjo, this is my um, line. He used to tell me that he was making like $300,000. So I was thinking, if he can do that, maybe I can do that. So at that moment, I decided to come back to the office. And I was, uh, I had no money, none, none, and no job because I quit the job at the restaurant. So I had no money, no job, and I wanted to do this. But I found out that if I didn't have any income at the beginning, I wasn't going to survive one month. So I needed income of some sort. So I got a job at a company that sells LED lights as a sales rep. So they were paying me like that, $25,000 a year or something like that. And I decided, I said, okay, I'm going to do this full time, the uh, selling the lights so I can pay my bills while at the same time, I, I work on Primerica so I can build it. I can build whatever the skills that I need to get, learn the business, learn the perks, and learn how to work it. So I was working day and afternoon in the lights, nights in Primerica. So, what, so when you think back, right, I mean, in your 20s, because your 20s kind of just flew by, right, without yeah. anything really happening for you, like, like what mistakes did you make in your twenties as a young man? What kind of mistakes did, did you make that if you could reverse it? Cause you, you've been very successful very quickly. I mean, you're, you know, half a million dollar earner in five years, pretty much. So you've done an amazing, amazing, you know, amazing things. And so, but why, why didn't you do it in your twenties? Why did, why do you think you didn't do it in your twenties? You know what? Because I was doing what everybody else was doing at my age. I'm probably more. You're drinking. I was drinking more. You're partying. I was partying more. I didn't, I never read a book in my twenties. No one. I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know anything that you read books. You can learn, th learn things. I didn't know that. So I was just watching Netflix every day. Uh, all the movies out. I knew them. All the songs. I knew them. You play a song on the radio, I knew the whole song, what happened to the singer, what happened to her mother, everything. So wow. I didn't have any real knowledge about what was in life was going on. What I had, I was hungry. I right. always been hungry. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I always had dreams of leaving. For example, I remember uh, I met a friend of mine from Colombia a couple of years ago, and she told me, you, you realize your dream. I was like, what dream? So Miguel, you used to say when you were, we were kids that you were going to live in Miami. I was like, what? Yeah, you always said that. Well, I didn't know. I, rem I don't remember. But I, I remember always dreaming about big things. Always dreaming big. Always. Even though I didn't have anything. But I was like, one day I'm going to have a porch. One day I'm going to have this house. How? I don't know. But I, I kept dreaming. On my 30s, when the 30s were approaching, I was like, What's going on? My dreams, all the dreams that I have, what happened? Maybe I should abandon those dreams and get new, smaller dreams that are accomplishable. That's what I thought. And, and so, I, so, so do you think, I mean, if you, were to, if you were to advise somebody in their 20s right now, what solid piece of advice could you give somebody? Because somebody's listening right now. They're going, I'm, I'm exactly where you're at, right? You know, where you were. And think about how quickly you change your life. You change your life 
huge ways in a year, two years. I mean, in it was year. like overnight almost in one year. You were making, you know, I don't know. How much did you make your first year in business? 86000 86, so It's almost $100,000 you made your first year just by obviously being a part of a business and then yeah. following a game plan. What advice do you give to those people? Is how fast do you want to get it? It depends on who are you hanging out with. Because you know what? And when I was working at the restaurant, the people that was around me, the guy that made the most was making like 30,000. So I had other friends, they were making like 80,000, but I was making 20,000. So for me, it was more comfortable to hang out with the people that was making the same or very little more or less than I was making because it's easier. You don't feel uncomfortable when you go to a restaurant and you're going to pay and they have the money I don't have. So one day I heard that you are the average of the five people that you hang out with. So I look at my friends. I was like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs> I got to change this. So I switched and started spending more time with the guys, my friends that were making more money. I was in America. I was spending time with these people. My income started going up, but when it really changed the moment that it like it flipped was in 2015. I decided to do exactly as my upline was telling me, the guy, my mentor was telling me. So the best advice I can give somebody is find a mentor, find somebody that is doing uh, already, already have done what you want to do and do exactly what he's doing. Sometimes we think, Oh, I'm going to do it, but not his way. I'm going to do it my way. You might, you might be changing the very exact thing that is making him successful. So I decided to spend time with William Aranjo. And everything that he used to tell me, Willie he doesn't drink. So I stopped drinking. Willie doesn't go out. I stopped going out. I started doing the same things. First at the office, last at the office. And he tell me, I work harder than everybody else. If you do the same thing, you're going to be successful at this business. So my goal was to work every day more than the people around me at the office. Awesome. Man. So Awesome. 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 Hey, everybody, just want to remind you, we are on Wealth on the Beach podcast with Daniel Alonzo. Our guest today is Miguel Illich. And it, I'm telling you, one of the, the shining stars of our company and uh, couldn't be more happy and excited to be on with him today. Hey, look, man, people are saying, come on. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it can't be real. Okay. What you're saying, I mean, to make a half a million dollars in five years, almost a hundred thousand dollars your first year, you, you drive nice cars. Now you, you're just telling me about your vacation to Dubai. You have great vacations. You're living a dream life right now. And people are saying, you know what, man, that's bullshit. Okay. It ain't real. It's probably a scam. It's gotta be a pyramid. And, and, and look, coming from where you came from, where there was a lot of shady things going on probably in Colombia, right? Yeah. You've seen a lot of shady things. Why do you think, you know, or what would you say to those people? I was at the same place that you guys are. The first time that I saw William Naranjo telling me that he was making 300,000, I was like, yeah, right. But I was thinking one day, I went to a, a meeting from the company and I saw all the people, like 2,000 people. And I was thinking, oh my God, all these people are being scammed by these guys that are on the top over there. I'm not going to be the one. I'm not going to be the stupid one. 
no, I'm smarter than them. But then I was thinking also the lifestyle that I saw them. I saw the lifestyle. So you can say things that, oh, no, yeah, I have this, I make this money, I make that. But if you don't see anything around, it, it doesn't make sense to you. I saw the lifestyle. I saw how they were really working. And I, I, I went out with them to have lunch a couple of times. So I saw it was true that it made sense that they had the money. So I was thinking, what if I am the stupid one? And everybody else got it and I didn't. What if? And then I have a friend that he, he told me, oh, they're brainwashing you. That taught me a little bit. But then one day, uh, Willie was telling me that the best thing that happened to him is that he got brainwashed. <laughs> he said, the best thing that happened to me is that I got brainwashed and I believed in this. And now look at my life. So I was like, oh my God. You know hey, what? I'm, I'm going to let it happen. If I'm going to get brainwashed, I might as well get brainwashed into getting massive, passive residual income and freedom Absolutely. And, and options. If you're going to brainwash me, brainwash me that way. I'm good with that. Um, hey, look, all right, so let, let's, let's get down to business, man. Um, I, I want to know, you know, why is it? Because you are one of the most incredible recruiters and builders in the history of the company. Um, why is it that people struggle with recruiting today? Recruiting the way, do you know what happened? Uh, when I joined the business, they told me you have to do, um, you have to sit with people and do, um, check their financial needs, financial needs and show them how they can improve on everything. But for me, I didn't even want to do that on myself. I was like, I don't care about it. That's the way I was thinking. I don't care about financial needs. I just need to make some money. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. So when one day I was sitting with Willie, I told him that I wanted to learn how to do all those things before going to see people. And he said, no, you have to take me to people. So I show you. And then I took him to people. I saw everything. But one day I asked him, what if I can, can I just go and sit with people and do the way I want to do it? Can I just do the percent? Can I just talk to them the way I want to? Because when I talk the way that you're teaching me to, to speak, I feel like I'm reading a script and I don't want to do that. I said, you know what? Why don't you stop talking and go do something? So I went on, I went outside and started talking to people the way that I felt. And I'll say, look, I, my friend, I was making uh, $22,000 a month last, last year. This month I'm making 5,000 part-time because I'm doing this. Next month I'm making 10,000. At the end of the year, I make over 100,000. Do you want to work with me? That was my whole script. Very fast and just showing them this is what happened. This is what's going on. This is what's going to happen. And people started like liking that. They saw that I was honest. I was open. I wasn't uh, bluffing. I wasn't just saying things that to sound good. And what I learned that people love authenticity. They love being you being honest. I used to show wherever, if I was at, a, at that level, I was showing, I was, I'm at this level, I'm going to this place and this is going to happen in one year. It became my script. So I kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And then um, I read a lot and I still do. I learned how to communicate with people, what makes people comfortable, what makes them uncomfortable. I, I'm always looking how to improve the skills because it really pays a lot. It really pays a lot of money. But you know what? That, the thing that really changed me and got me a different perspective is work ethic. Will you show me that? 
he told me you work more than anybody else. You're going to be or make more than anybody else. And that's what we have been going on in the office. It's not that I, if you pay attention, I'm probably not the best recruiter. The thing is that I see so many people in one month that it looks like I'm a, that I recruit everybody. I might recruit a hundred, but you don't know that I sold a thousand people. Right, right, right. So you These figured are, out, a, you figured out a long time ago, Miguel, that it's a numbers game. Exactly. That business, that recruiting, licensing, building an organization. It's always a number game. I mean, we, we have 43 regional vice presidents today. Even wow. the building of regional vice presidents is a numbers game because not all the regional vice presidents do anything. You know what I mean? I have many, many offices that are very low. I have some that are big, some that are low. And so, so whether it be licensing or recruiting or, 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 or any business that the people listening right now to, but any business that you're in, it's always a numbers game. If you want to make yes. the most money and you're a hairstylist, you got to cut the most hair. You got You're, you're going to have people cancel on you. You're going to have people not follow you, you know, anymore. Or you might be cutting their hair one week and then they go to somebody else. You lose people. So it's just a numbers game. You just keep bringing in, bringing in, bringing in. Does that kind of make sense to you, Miguel? The one, the one who does the most attempts makes the most money. On this business and on any business, on any business. And the way that you make more money is by serving more people. How do you serve more people? When well, you attempt to see more people. It's just how many appointments do you have? How many people are you meeting with? How many uh, contacts are you doing? How many people are you calling every day? The one who makes most calls, uh, sits with more people, talks to more, gets more, re more re reaction at the same time, is the one that makes the most. All right, so, so let's try this, man. I want you to recruit me, okay? So let's just say you're, you're prospecting me and, you know, we meet at the store or something like that. You know, we bump into each other. I'm reading a book or maybe we're at the, the bookstore, okay? And I'm reading a book mm -hmm. or something like that. So give me kind of a, what you might do with somebody like me. They said that you're reading a book. I want to ask you something. I want to ask you, excuse me, do you, are you, do you live around in this place? And you're like, yeah. oh, maybe not. Yeah, do you live here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you been here before? I'm looking for a book. It's called The Slide Edge. I don't know if you know where can I find it. Have you ever heard of it? No, no, I've never heard of it. Why are you reading right now? A uh, uh, book about uh, relationships. Oh, no way. But is it because of, because of you want to develop something about it or you're looking? Yeah, I just, just want to have a better relationship, you know, better marriage, better, you know, for my family, kids and things like that. Wow. I love to learn about that. What's the name of the book? Oh, uh, amazing. Yep. Where, where are you from, buddy? Uh, you I'm from? actually not too far away. I only live about uh, 20 minutes from here. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Miguel Illich. Nice I just, I'm, I'm living here for, yeah, I don't live that close, but I'm living here for a while. And, but I, sorry, I asked you so many questions. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know the area. Do you know a nice place where I can, I'm going to get the book. I'm going to go and see and read a little bit. Do you know a nice place where I can sit and do that? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a little restaurant right around the corner. Okay. I love eating. And where are you from again? Are you, you not, live from not here? Too far. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm from around here. Yeah. Oh, you look like a, I don't know, man, you look like a movie star. I thought you were going to be a movie star or something like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, you know what? Actually, a couple, a couple of um, miles away from here, 
I just opened an office. I'm looking for people that wants to work like part-time, full-time. I'm in the financial industry services. And I don't know if you know anybody that could be interested in making some extra income, part-time, full-time. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm always looking to keep my options open. Yeah. Actually, do you have time? Because I got my iPad right here. I can show you what I do. Yeah, if you know somebody, yeah. you can put me in the right direction. No, no, no. I, I, I'd love to sit and talk with you for a minute. Okay. So what I do is a presentation. But you know what? The, the real way that I approach people is just, I just try to become friends with people. That's it. That's what I do. I try so, to become so, friends. Look, look, Miguel, what I saw right there, even though it, it was a little bit awkward because obviously we're doing this right off the cuff here. But, yeah. but the, tru the truth is, and, and, and the people that are listening to the podcast right now, they can't see you. And eventually this will be put on YouTube. So eventually people will be able to see you. But okay. the, 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 what I want people to, to know is if you can see Miguel's smile, if you can see his mannerisms, if you can see how his eyes light up, lit up when he's talking to me, when he's making a friend, it was, it, it was genuine. It was it was friendly. It was nice. It, was, it wasn't creepy. Some guy like wanted to know my phone number or something like, you know what I mean? It was just, hey, do you know of any of a place? Maybe I can go get a bite to eat. Are you from around this area? Or, you know, just some little questions just to try to build what, what's called rapport. So your job, if you want to become an effective prospector, which ultimately will make you uh, an effective recruiter, you have to make sure that you build relationships a, a lot. And look, look, Miguel, a lot of people, what they don't realize also is they say, because well, they'll go out there and then they'll try it, right? And then, and then it won't work. And then they'll say, well, it doesn't work. So they'll, they'll, they'll stop doing it. And that's where people make the mistake. That's yeah. where people screw up in business is they go try one time, they fail and they give up instead of saying, you know what? I'm going to try again and again. And again, because we know it works because Miguel's been doing it for a lot of years now and has been yeah. hugely successful. So we know it works. It's not about whether it works or not. It's just, will you do it enough times, like he was saying before, to work the numbers, to have the odds on your favor? So how important is that to just keep persisting and keep never stop? Well, how important is that? That's the way that you get better. That's the only way you get better. But you know what? I always compare this to dating. You want to get a girlfriend. You go talk to the first girl, she says no. Then you're going to be single for the rest of your life? Of course not. You go to talk to another one. And you, you can apply that in a party. Let's say you go to a party. I'm a single guy, so I, can't, I relate with those things. I'm a single guy. You go to a party. You talk to the first girl, she says no, I don't want to dance with you. Okay. You go to another one. Do you want to dance? No, I don't want to dance with you. You go to another one. Do you want to dance with you? Yeah, I want to dance. You get one. And if you do it often enough, you're going to get better and better and better and better. And then it's going to be more casual, more natural comes from you. People, you approach people and they see it's so natural that they feel comfortable. At the beginning, I wasn't natural. I was just going like, hey, do you want to make more money? I was like, no, <laughs> no, stay away. Because I didn't know how to do it. Right. I got better at that by reading also. I... I just put my hands on whatever I could learn about being better with people. And I apply those things every day. I'm always rereading those books and audiobooks. And 
whatever you put in your mind, whatever you put in your ears every day, like music, for example, is going to be your reality. It's what is going to come out of your mouth. So the best, the more you read, the more you learn, and the more you try to talk to people, the better words are going to come out of your mouth. And you're going to be more interesting and more friendly, and people will see you less creepy. So it's going to be easier to make friends. That's it. I was having breakfast with my regionals this morning with a couple of leaders, and I was telling them, for me, it's so easy right now to get a number because he looks so natural. It's easier because I just know that most of the people aren't doing what they want to do with their lives. Right. I just be, I just see them and I, I see myself reflected back like five years ago. So I talk to them in a friendly way to show them how to get out of that. Just to set up a meeting and that's it. Love it, love it, love it. How are you guys right now, uh, how are you, you using social media to your benefit? Are, is any of your organization using social media right now? And, 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 and do you think it, it's, it's, do you think it's a valuable asset to building a company? It is. I, I totally agree that it is. I declare myself ignorant on that part. That's what I want to learn from you on doing that. <laughs> I don't really use social media because we learn the empirical way you're sitting face to face, face to face, face to face. It's something that I have to incorporate in our business. But face to face, we're doing face to face, we're doing pretty well. We can do better if we learn to do social media. There are a lot of restrictions for us for, for because of the licenses. So right. I want to do it uh, compliant, but at the same effect, at the same time effective for us and for people that comes from. That's it. From all well, you know, look, I mean, the truth is, is you got a great story and the world needs to hear that story. In my opinion, they need to hear your story. I mean, you are a shining star in America, buddy. All right. Thank you. I mean, what you have done, Miguel, is borderline unbelievable. Okay. And I, and I watched it. I've witnessed it. I'm just, if anybody doesn't know who Miguel is, I'm telling you, I know this guy. I've witnessed it. For the last five, six years, I've seen him go from zero to an incredible lifestyle because he decided to work it. Was it a get-rich-quick scheme? Absolutely not. Was it easy overnight? Absolutely not. But, but at least he proved that it is possible. He proved that simple processes and systems consistently followed could yield incredible results and that's exactly uh what he's done and so what what kind of leader are you are you a tough leader are you a pushover leader are you do you ever get tough with your guys i mean what what kind of leader are you you know i'm very friendly with my guys i'm i'm a friend i'm i'm not really tough if i you i can call myself tough no but i'm i'm up front i'm always telling them exactly if if you i can be your friend or your coach but if I'm your friend, I'm going to tell you the truth. If I'm your coach, I'm going to tell you the truth twice. <laughs> so um, I see it with my people. And most of the time, the only, the only way that I learn to direct them is by example. I'm showing them, if I was able to do this, you, can also, you are also able to do it. It's based on what you do every day. And also an important thing that I, that I, I believe you're going to have clear is why you're doing it. Your why has to be stronger than your obstacles. I wanted to have, I wanted to do something with my life before my mom passed away. My mom passed away two years ago and she got cancer. I wanted to be self-sufficient before she passed away. 
I wanted to show her that if you, she didn't have to be worried about me. So I worked hard and hard and hard. Look, most of the people say, I did this for my kids. I did this for my mom. I'm going to do it for my grandma. Sometimes I, I was feeling that I was selfish because I was doing it for me. I was doing it for me because I want to feel proud of me once. I want to see that I could accomplish something. And I was so desperate on doing that, that I decided to focus only on that. For one year, one and a half years, I, the only thing I did was appointments, presentations, appointments, presentations, nothing else. I didn't go out. I wasn't dating anybody. I was just dedicated to my business and my life so I could change my life once and for all. I didn't want to do it gradually. I wanted to do it like bah, a, a, a punch, an impact. Bah, bah. So I kept punching every day, every day, every day, every day, every day for a year and a half. And this happened. Uh, right now, I got over 850 license agents, seven offices. That, that didn't happen because of luck. That happened because I never stopped. So the momentum kept going up and up and up and up and up. Since I'm afraid of losing the momentum, I don't stop. That's it, man. Well, you are a true champion, man. I mean, keep, never stop, buddy, because you are a shining star among all of us. And uh, I'm, priv I'm privileged Thank to you. know you. I, I, I just want you guys to know, man. I mean, come on. I mean, he didn't finish college. I mean, in, in a year, almost made $100,000 in his first year in business. You got to get a mentor. Read a lot. He works hard. He followed a system. He was accountable to his coach. Okay, he did everything his coach told them to told him to do. Um, you know, he kept it simple, right? He, he decided, hey, look, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be authentic. To yeah. I'm going to be truthful to who I am and what I believe. And uh, you know, he always is improving. Incredible work ethic. I mean, I, I think one of the, the 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 best things that he said today is you got to lead by example. The only way you, you show your people what to do is by showing them what to do. That's it. Yes. You can't tell them what to do. You got to show them. You know, more is caught than taught. And so you have to be that leader. You know, I, I think it's kind of cool. Uh, you're a friendly leader. I think that I've never heard that title before, but a friendly leader. And, but I think that's a, an incredible title. I think that's an awesome title because if you don't have relationships with your people, they're not going to follow you. So the relationships have to be solid. They have to be meaningful. They have to make, uh, you know, the, it's got to be a win-win for both people, right? You're, you're going to help them get to where they want to go, and they're going to help you get to where you want to go. That is the mark of a great life in a, in a great business. And so the last question I have for you, man, is, uh, you know, what's the, next, what's the next step, man? What's your goals for 2019? Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Look, this year, uh, between income and the stocks that I was giving, I made over like almost 700,000. That allowed me to contribute to, for example, charities, causes that I, I was looking at. I never did that before because I didn't have money to do it. Right. When I did it, it felt so good. So good that, well, I'm not going to say that I'm going to make more money the next year just to do that. But I love to do that more. I love to contribute more to more causes, help more people to grow. Um, 
uh, I decided to this year, 2019, I'm going to work as hard as I worked in 2015. So I can build another hierarchy within my hierarchy. I'm going to set the example again. I want to be on it all the time so I can show them how to do it. Because most of us, when we get better and we start making more money, we get out of the game. And it's in the moment that we should be playing more. There's so many people outside with the same needs that we had before. The same needs that I had five years ago. That if I'm not here at the office, they're not going to have that mentorship to go to the next level, to, to at least believe. So my, my goal this year is to go to a 2000 license agency, my team that should be roughly over almost 1.5 million in income. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But also I want to grow. This is a dream. I want to have a hundred million dollar earners in my team. That's not going to happen next year, but I still have whatever the time God gives me to be on earth. I'm going to dedicate to make that happen so I can change the life of those people. And as many as I can, if I can have a hundred million dollars in my team, you know how many families we're going to help, how many lives we're going to change and how many other people they're going to impact. That's my dream. Awesome, man. Incredible dream. I, I want, I want us to know, cause there are people out there, especially maybe people listening in Florida or watching in Florida. And so, how can we connect to you, right? So if there's people that would like to talk to you about business, maybe, they, maybe somebody's listening that wants to go in business with you, how do we connect with you? Well, the easiest way to find me is Instagram. And you find Miguel um, underscore Angel underscore Illich. That's the, that's the easy way to find me. You can look me up on Facebook too. I'm always available. And I'm always answering people. I still, I'll have people contacting me. I'm always replying, replying, replying. And I got some people working with me that came from Instagram. I don't know how they found me, <laughs> but they did. And I'm happy to do that. And I'm happy well, there, to help other people. There's a lot of people right now, man. They're, they're listening to this right now and they want to be on your team. They want to work with a leader like you and they want to be a part of your dream of helping a hundred people make a hundred, a uh, hundred people make a million dollars a year. And so I just want everybody to know, man, uh, I, you know, make sure you share this podcast with everybody, you know, please do that for us. I mean, I, I'm, I'm doing this podcast because I really want to make a difference. I want to make an impact in a lot of people's lives. And, uh, and you can help us do that by sharing the podcast. Okay. So, and I just want to remind everybody, we are signing people up every single day with the wealth on the beach club. And, uh, we, every week I do a full hour and, uh, on, I mean, a half an hour on lesson, another half an hour on Q and a, and that's been incredible. Check out our, our website, alonzoacademy.com for more details on wealth on the beach club. And as always subscribe to the YouTube channel, Daniel Alonzo, and uh, you know, it, it, tons and tons of valuable content and uh, it's time, you know, it, it's really time for you to make the change for you to change, to be the, the, the greatest you that you can be, but you got to dream bigger. You know, we heard Miguel's dream and these are huge, gigantic dreams. He's only been really focused in business for six years and massive, massive dreams that he has right now. You have to dream bigger, but you got to do it now. Love you guys. God bless you. 
We will see you at the top. Bye-bye. Take care.